0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Last Journey podcast. Today's episode is going to be inspired by my friend Nicole in Austin, Texas. She is a salon owner. And this past week, I held a free Q&A session for salon owners through Zoom, um, and it went really well. And for those who couldn't, make it. I had everybody submitting questions and this question I thought was just so good that it deserved its own episode. So here we go. All right. So the question was, um, she felt like she has, or very close to outgrowing her space, but rent is crazy. And we all know this right now, right? Especially in this economy, anything is going to be crazy. So rent prices are crazy. How do you justify knowing whether or not it's the right time to expand? So this got me going because I've been there, done that. I've expanded two different times in my career with my salons. And each time I have to say it was a brilliant, beyond brilliant decision. And I'm so happy that I did it. So if I can give you any insight into what I was thinking at the time, that's kind of what I wanted to base this episode around. And I also wanted to give um, some solopreneurs some advice to if they've been thinking about, you know, taking that next step to make their next move to, how do they know if they are ready as well? So let's talk first about how I knew it was time for me to expand. Into my first location. So I was a solo um, renter in a hair salon. I was doing everything on my own for the whole entire first year. And the big reason I knew it was time to grow for me was because my book got filled really, really fast. At the time, there weren't a ton of lash artists around. I was the only one really um, utilizing social media to market. And I already had a following because I had been doing makeup um, predominantly in the state. And I was well known for that too. So once I started posting pictures of lashes. Everybody just started going nuts. People already trusted me. So my books filled, I'm not even kidding you, within probably six months. And when it came time to know whether or not I was going to have to re-sign my six-month lease for an entire year after that, I begged my um, my salon owner, my, my landlord, if you will. She's now a really great friend and she's been my own hair stylist for the past nine, 10 years. But, um, I begged her. I said, you know, Michelle, I don't think I'm going to make it a whole entire like a whole entire 18 months after because I knew that I had already outgrown my space. I was in a very little room. I couldn't fit any more people on my book. I remember so vividly and clearly like being so sick for over a week once and having to reschedule all of these people I had nowhere to put them I was beside myself stressed out crying. I truly hit rock bottom and it was because I just had too much weight on my shoulder as a as, as a solo um, person. And I knew that I needed to hire somebody to help me with all of these things. I knew I needed to another hi- hire another esthetician to train to kind of take some of my overflow because I didn't want to ever have to turn people away. And maybe that's just the stubbornness in me, but um, I think that it's paid off. So, um, you know, it that was the first time that I was like, all right, it's time to look for a bigger space. And I just started looking around. I started looking around on LoopNet. I started talking to just people who knew of places. I started driving around. I found out that this well-known shopping center in my area, probably about five minutes away from the salon, was actually, um, they had a lot of spaces available for rent. And not only that, but there was a specific landlord um, that was running a space special, I guess you could call it. I didn't know that real estate um, people had specials, but I guess because this was a big shopping center and it was it was um, managed by a property management company. And then the people who owned the property in it, they had to buy out like three spaces at a time. And I guess this particular landlord was having a hard time selling these spaces. So he was running a special. I ended up getting that first space, my first studio space. I went from a, you know, maybe 60, 70 square foot room to a 900 to 950 square foot. Um, studio space. And I was only having to pay an additional $150 extra a month for that. So duh, lights went off. That was a no-brainer for me. I was now able to kind of spend some money to build that out. I was able to, um, to hire people, to train people. I now had a front desk staff. It was the best thing ever. So that actually, once I started bringing um, people on, and of course, like if you've Listen to my other episodes, you know that I didn't necessarily keep all of those first employees. It did take a little bit of a learning curve. But as I was growing and as people saw that this was now not just me, that this was a place where they could go and get all of these things and that we were growing, it attracted more people. We grew still very, very fast. I quickly went from just me to five um, people that I was managing in about a year and a half time. And how I knew that we were going to be ready to expand at that point in time was, I knew that the demand was there, if that makes sense. So where we were, um, I was in, I'm in a little town called our city, I guess you could call it in Delaware, in Wilmington and North Wilmington, North Delaware. So there was a town that I grew up in and it's about like 45 minutes south, but for some reason, anybody who lives past this bridge in Delaware and if you're from around the area, you know what I'm talking about. but um, there is a bridge that nobody from under the bridge actually likes to travel up past the bridge. So we were missing out a lot of opportunity on people in um, in the lower like mid to lower state and I had people actually driving from two hours away just to come up for appointments for us. Um, and even though that wasn't often, I knew that if some people were doing it, that if we made a location in that area, that it would be a huge hit. There were no other businesses in the area that were doing what we were doing um, that had the same following that we had. And I just knew, especially from people, um, you know, Delaware's like kind of in the middle of all these cities. Right. So we're in the middle of Baltimore, D.C., New York, Philadelphia. All of these people had been moving from New York and New Jersey. And the town that I grew up in, that I went to high school in was is has been really extremely building up. It's been the fastest growing town in Delaware. And you have all of this new money coming in, but nowhere nowhere nice for the people to go to, if that makes sense. I feel bad kind of saying that, but we were, I knew that the opportunity was then and there that if I wanted to create this space, that I needed to capitalize on that. I felt like because I had recently hired a manager who was really, really helpful for me, I felt like I finally had the extra set of hands that could help me plan a project like this. My girls at the time, the other four employees I had, we were pretty solid. And I knew that there was other, I knew that if we opened up at the new location, that more people. I had a couple people that would go down there and that other people were interested in working there too. So honestly, I, I didn't look too much further into it besides that at the time. Um, I went into it a little bit crazy, just like I was probably all in the beginning of the years of starting my business, but that's just me and my personality. Like I usually jump first and figure it out later. And I enjoy, um, I enjoy the game of that, but anyway, opened up that location. It quickly, like, took off luckily just how I had planned it. We started making money like right away. Um, it did not take me too long to recoup that investment back in there. I now went from five employees to 10 employees and everything has kind of just been working really great since. Now, so in this specific question that Nicole had asked, she was asking like, okay, I've outgrown this current space that I'm in. What do I do? Like, how do I expand? I had after the second location opened, gosh, that was 2017. So around 2020, at this point, I had already like I'd already had both things running. My first original location in that tiny little like 900, 950 square foot space, I had originally gone from having three rooms built out in there to taking away a makeup station because we really hadn't been doing makeup anyway. I turned that station into a fourth room to try to accommodate the demand that we had. And then I ended up having increasing like the hours that I was open. So we started opening earlier. We started staying later. I had seven people working out of four rooms. Like we were turning things over so quick. Everything was so packed out. I knew that I needed a bigger space. So if that's you right now where you're like, okay, yeah, I've exhausted all my efforts. I've, I've increased prices. I've, you know, I've made my hours longer. I have split shifts in the rooms. Like we need to be thinking about what it takes to expand because you need to at this point. So how do you do that when rent is so expensive? I would take whatever spaces that I'm looking at. I would try to figure out like if I know that each of my rooms is on average producing a certain amount of money, what would happen if I then took those four rooms and multiplied it? Like what if I now have double the rooms? And this is what I had to do when in 2020, I started looking actually probably 2019 because I saw it coming. 2020 is when I actually moved into this bigger space. Um, But I knew that I had the opportunity of going from having four rooms to having seven rooms. And one of those seven rooms, I knew I was able to even fit multiple beds in, which was a huge win-win. Um, but I knew that as long as I had the demand there, I knew that I, if I had the space, that people would come. And I took that as an opportunity to kind of just like level my brand, um, to evolve into what it was like Labelle 1.0 became Labelle 2.0. We hired a designer. We made the space look really beautiful. We, um, we changed our logo around and like just that revive, um, it, you know, also helped that we opened up, I guess, after, um, the, everything with COVID opened up. So that definitely helped people to just be even more excited about it. But, oh my gosh, like that year alone, we, we had like a 62% increase in our business just from that movement. And we've been steadily growing ever since. I don't feel like I'm capped out. I have people in every single room, but I still have the wiggle room to split shifts if I need to. I've gotten creative with you know, some of my more senior stylists. They're now working like four longer days and we have the, the rooms open three days to bring in a newbie. So we still have room to grow in that space. And I think that is so much better of a position to be in than limiting your growth by being, you know, afraid to expand. So best advice to you is look at different areas, kind of know like what would be in your budget. But if you find a space that seems like the perfect space, figure out how you can maximize the rooms. Like, so if you know, like, okay, each of these rooms, if I have two girls in there, I'm, you know, able to do 10,000 a month. Like, okay, well, now what if instead of four, you do have the seven rooms there. Figure out what it is that you would need to hit to make that space rentable, to make you to be able to afford it, and then focus your efforts on continuing to get that demand and continuing to marketing, continuing to put your feelers out there to hire the right team that can come in those rooms and, and take the clients. So I think that if you know that you're outgrowing the space, um, that is the perfect time to start looking. Now the key markers because I don't want you to just like do what I did unless you are crazy like me and you just want to open up a second location just for the fun of it. Um, but now, like looking for me, looking into okay, this is this has been on my plate honestly for probably the last like year and a half to two years. I really wanted to open up a third location. I am still teetering on whether or not I want to do that or not. My intuition is a lot stronger now as a business owner, and so I can tell you the things that I. Help people like my my one-on-one clients who are looking to expand into a second location, or what I even look for as far as expanding into a third. What are the things that are super important to pay attention to? One, demand. You want to make sure that your business is a client magnet. If you are already having a hard time getting clients into your in your in your business, and I you know, don't pay attention to the last few months because you know, obviously there's recession here and it's a little bit different. Maybe it isn't the time to open up a third location. You kind of have to watch that. But, um, as far as the demand goes, like how booked out are you versus like how many hours are your girls working? How many hours that they're working? Are they actually booked? Is the demand there in order to expand? The second thing that is really important is um, your systems and processes. So when I expanded the first time into the second time, this was the first time that, you know, now that I had a manager that I really focused on systems in my business and processes. And this is like the the 1.0 version or the 2.0, let's say, because I was now multiplying my second location. My 1.0, guys, was an absolute hot mess. So, you know, I figured it out as I went along. But the next move, I knew that I had to have a business that was copy and pasteable. So I knew that I had to have things like an employee handbook. I had to have things like, you know, solid employee contracts. I had to make sure that there were processes lined out for everything because I knew that I couldn't be in two places at once. I knew that I had to have some kind of manual to be able to walk people through when it came to the onboarding process, you know, because how am I going to expect them to do the job that I need them to do if I'm not Showing them how to do it, right? So, being able to define all of those things and make sure that your back end is organized and structured. If you're not organized now, do not open up a second location because you are going to have way too much on your plate. You need to focus first on getting your back end organized. The third thing that you want to make sure you have is like, isn't obvious. You want to make sure that you have the capital or the borrowing power to be able to do so. I don't recommend getting yourself into crippling debt over doing something like that. It's great to put some money aside, but I'm also a big advocate of taking out a business loan. If you have a plan, if you are, if all of these other, you know, boxes are checked. There's nothing wrong with taking out a business loan if you do have the borrowing power, because if you know that all of those other things are there, the demand, the to be able to expand, you will be able to make more money than the percentage that you're borrowing off of, if that makes sense. So you're ending up, instead of spending your own money, keeping your cash flow, and then you are borrowing from the bank basically, and still making a little bit of money off of that. So making money while not using your own is always a great thing. Now, lastly, this is really key. A lot of owners, myself included, at times have been a little more ambitious, I would say, than the morale of my team. And this is really, really important to pay attention to because there have been times like last year I thought that we like everything was just like boom, boom, boom. Everything was going. We were growing like everything was good. And then I had it in my mind like, okay, January 2024 or January 2023, I am going to start looking for a third location. Already had an idea of where I wanted it. All of these things. Well, wake up call for me the first few weeks in January. I had a couple of it. two employees reach out to me and they were like, Hey, I want to cut my hours back. I'm feeling really burnt out. And we see that like, obviously after the holidays, the holidays are really stressful for everybody, but it was a big wake up call for me to be like, okay, if two of my employees are feeling like this and willing to speak up, I'm sure that others are probably feeling the same way. So I have really tried to take more time this year to kind of like listen to my team, to feel out my team. Like, is this something that I think that they would be able to handle at the same time? Because maybe my you know, if I'm opening up a third location, my sites are going to maybe not be on them as much. And that might feel bad to them, um, if that makes sense. So I want to make sure that all of my people are in a good, healthy place, that my managers, the people who are going to be helping me with these projects, that they're all in a good place too. Otherwise, you're just taking all of that stress on yourself only and you need to be in a good mental place just as much as your employees need to be in a good mental place that they understand what your vision is what the goal is you need to be able to communicate those expectations that they they should have so like if i'm like hey guys you know from you know, like what month is it now? Like, okay, let's just say from February to May next year, I'm going to be planning on opening up this third location. Here's what this is going to look like. And here's what you could probably expect from me. I might be working outside of the studio a little bit more. I might get stressed at times. Please know that it's not directed towards you. What can I do to make your life here easier in preparation for this time. So you need to make sure that you have your sights set on them, even though your sights are set on the ambitions at the same time so that everything can run synergistically. All right. So if all of these things are a yes, I think that it's a pretty good place for you to think about expanding, whether it's another Another location, whether it's moving from one location to a bigger location where you have more room to spread your wings and grow, maybe bring on some new um, services. I I have another um, really good friend in the industry who it's funny because like she she's a salon owner, she's been a salon owner for a really really long time, and she was stuck in a place where um, she couldn't do some services because she was. Kind of like a tenant in a med spa. So they had like a little bit of a non compete when it came to what services she could actually do in her own business. And it's funny because I was like, oh man, you know, if you could just get to do like some of these extra add on services, if you could just focus on this, that would be really cool. And as it would have it, she ended up within like a month or so later she ended up having to move out of that space and finding a new space on her own. Now she's found this big, beautiful space that has all of this room to grow. She has no rules holding her back as to what services her employees can perform. Whether these employees can perform it, that's a different question, but she can always bring in people that do specialize in these other services to really tend to the clients that she's already worked so hard to build over the years. So for me, huge win-win, and this is an example of when an expansion, an unexpected expansion can be a really great thing for your business. All right. So lastly, I just want to touch on if you are solo, how do you know if how how do you know if it's time for the next steps? So um, this was also a question that was asked in the salon QA. And this was for somebody who is actually working at a salon and they were thinking about, you know, is it the right time for them to go independent? This is also going to be what I'm gonna to say to you is going to also be tailored towards the um, solopreneur who's already been killing it in their business and now they're thinking about what their next step is. Um, The way that I like to look at this is I feel like most most people have a few different ways that they can grow. They can move into education. They might just want to be the best solo artist that they can possibly be and make the most amount of money in the smallest amount of time. And that is completely fine too. Everybody has something different that makes them tick. If you are thinking about going into the salon route, we know that this is probably one of the hardest routes that you could go down. Um, I would recommend that you really have a passion for people. Um, And I have to say, I didn't know that I had that at first. I knew that I had a passion about my clients. I knew that I had a passion about business and growing and all of that good stuff. Managing people was really hard. I have now grown to love and hate it so much, to be honest. But like mostly love. But the hating part becomes from like me feeling like I'm not doing enough for them. I have come to like care for them so much and their careers and the path that I take someone on from day one out of school all the way into, you know, when they move on to their own or if they want to get into education themselves. Like I love being able to create opportunities for people. That is what makes me tick. And I think that's why I work so well with other salon owners too, because I love being able to create like these happy, healthy opportunities for them that I've luckily been able to do in my own business. So if that is the route that you're thinking about going, opening up a salon first, just make sure that you are, um, your numbers are good. You need to be able to absolutely have the demand for yourself in order to think about bringing somebody else on. And this might not mean like, oh my gosh, Tiffany, I am, way overbooked, right? Like that's never necessarily the place you want to be in. I would love to see you do a big price increase, get some of your clients to drop off so that you're not in a place of desperation when you start looking to grow and hire, but that you're anticipating that you know that it's about to happen, right? So you know that you need to get at least one more person to get these spill-off clients for you. Um, And then you have the actual time to put the effort into training them. But um, knowing that that's the place that you're in that's the place that I was in back in 2015 when I got that little studio space the other thing I would recommend to you is don't bite off too much more than you can chew know your numbers know what you can afford if your first few few employees end up not working out because you are going to go through a process over years time of learning who to hire who to fire how to fire you're going to learn all of these things but i want you to go into a space where you know that your own service income can provide like the rent and the utilities and all of that first. But if again, you checked all of those answers, Off, yes, I think it's a great time for you to consider expanding. Just think about what really drives you because don't do it for the money. Um, I know a lot of people that get into education for the money, but the best educators are the ones who truly love helping people. They love to truly educate. The best salon owners are the ones who truly love to lead. And, you know, even if you are in this place where you're like, I'm just comfortable right now, like focusing on the clients that I do have. And, um, you know, making sure that I'm living a fruitful life and having like super well-balanced personal life, like that's completely fine too. Nobody is putting the pressure on you, but you. So remember that at the same time. But I hope that all of these tips helped you. Um, you know, I think that this is just a great topic and I'm sure that I will probably talk about it again. If you have any more questions like this, please always feel free to, um, send them to me on DM. Like I will sometimes answer them and use them on a podcast here, especially if it's a really good question that I feel like a lot of people need to know the answer to. So thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Last Journey podcast. I'll see you next time.